Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we have an important update on the conflict between Ukraine and Russia and how it relates to Bible prophecy with Dr. Rob Linstead. Watchmen on the Wall is here each day to bring clarity to the chaos and remind everyone who tunes in that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. We have brand new books and DVDs being released all this month. Check out our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Or you can request your free copy of our monthly Timely Tools resource catalog, 1-800-652-1144. Online and in the mail, both ways keep you informed and up-to-date on all the new and exciting resources from Watchmen on the Wall. Now, with a look inside Ukraine and Russia's conflict and how it relates to Bible prophecy, here is Greg Patton and his guest, Dr. Rob Lindstedt. I'm excited to have the opportunity to talk with Dr. Robert Lindstedt. And brother, again, just from the outset, I want to thank you for having us at Southwest Radio Church and our conference out there at the school. That was just a tremendous time. We were treated like gold, and it was just wonderful. And we just want to say thank you to that, my brother. Well, we were delighted to have you. You know, today, what's so needed in a world that's so unstable is something as stable as God's Word. Amen. And that's why the refreshing two days is different presentations were given by a whole variety of speakers. All of us were encouraged. I was encouraged, and I trusted. The word that God allowed me to speak encouraged somebody just as I was encouraged. So it was a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to it again this year as well. We'd been warned about this thing for months, and still it was such a shock when it happened. On February the 24th of this year, Russian President Vladimir Putin launched an unprovoked invasion of Ukraine in what he called a special military operation. And Putin's purported goal was the demilitarization and the denazification of his Western neighbor. And the ensuing conflict, the largest ground war in Europe, I guess, since World War II, is undoubtedly the defining event of 2022, and every American knows something about that. And the human toll has been devastating. Tens of thousands of soldiers on both sides have been killed, at least 40,000 civilians dead as a result of this war, and the chairman of our U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff estimated last month probably larger numbers than this. And following more than 10 months of the Russian attack on its towns and cities and infrastructures, and they say perhaps as early as this week or even today, maybe 120 missile strikes and drone attacks against Ukraine. So we have someone on board here with Dr. Linstead who knows a little something about Ukraine and Russia in light of the scripture. And so with that, I'm just going to turn the microphone over to you for a moment and get your thoughts on the latest that's going on between Russia and Ukraine. And And if you would, just share your thoughts there, my brother. I'd be happy to, because if I were in the forecasting business on a personal level, I would shudder because this Russian-Ukraine war has taken a twist and a turn like we could never guess. But what's amazing is that we have the Word of God. So we go back to the book of Ezekiel, for example. We go to the book of Zechariah. Ezekiel written, let's say, some 26, 2700 years ago. And the Bible talks about what's going to take place in the latter days. And that's why I think we're living in the latter days, because what we're watching take place is exactly what the Bible said would be in the latter days. And then we go to the book of Zechariah, 
It talks about the nations, plural, the nations that surround Israel and how that they will bring a, a united force against Israel. And if you look at the history of Israel, let's say when the New Testament was being written, it was one army, it was Rome. And so when we see the nations, plural, and all the world coming against them, that's why I think there's several things that are of great interest. Number one, the great crime against humanity that is taking place. And, and you mentioned it, brother. Here's two countries at war with each other. Both of the leaders I don't trust, and both of the leaders don't seem to care about human casualty. Can you imagine the devastation in both of these countries? It's horrible. And it's the children. It's the defenseless. Not just the soldiers, but it's the civilian population that is suffering so greatly. And so, wow, isn't it encouraging to know that God's Word does address this very situation? Here's what I think is something that would be important for us to look at. What's the purpose of the war? And again, I think what we'd have to do is we'd have to say, let's look at it from the Russian side and Mr. Putin's exhortation. And then let's look at it from the Ukrainian side. Mr. Putin says this, the Ukraine really belongs to Russia. So we're just reclaiming people, we're reclaiming land. But the truth is, the people of Ukraine have no allegiance to Russia and certainly no allegiance to Mr. Putin. I believe that there are leaders throughout the history of the world that have been demon-possessed. We know what it says in Timothy, that in the last days there will be doctrines of demons. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing that. And, Brother, you know something about the activity of the devil in the last days. Absolutely. On a personal level. You've experienced that, and I've experienced that. And if you're like myself, you know, we get, in a month's time, we get a dozen questions about how could a human do this to another human? And all we can do is say, because the devil is working overtime in these last days, he's doing it on families, doing it on individuals. He's not immune to going to the top of the chain. When I'm challenged on this, I like to point to a couple different things. Number one is in the book of Daniel. Remember how that Daniel prayed to God concerning understanding the end time. And we hear that here's Gabriel says, I came the first day I heard the prayer, but I was delayed three weeks by the prince of Persia. It was an evil demon that delayed him. Sometimes people say, well, do you really think that the leaders today could be demon-possessed, demon-influenced. And I say, yes. I don't know about you, brother, but if someone would ask you, was Hitler demon-possessed or demon-influenced, how would you respond? Absolutely he was. Yeah. And I think there's some leaders that we have even in the United States. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think they're influenced by Satan himself, because I look at how the children are being plundered by some of the drag queen situations that public libraries are bringing in. I look at the the atrocity of drugs flowing across the border. I look at the filth that's being aired on television and on social media. This is the influence of, of the devil. So if Hitler had demon influence and if the Prince of Persia had demon influence, then I think Mr. Putin has demon influence because he could care less about people And the tragedy is the death of these people could be sent straight into hell. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 38 that in the last days, and it uses the phrase latter days, it says that that Rosh or Russia will have its capitals of Meshach and Tubal, Moscow and Tubolsk. They're going to come against Israel. And they're going to come with nations that include Persia, 
that's modern-day Iran. Kushinput, that's modern-day Ethiopia and Libya. Gomer, and all of its hordes in the house of Tagarma. Gomer, I think, would include the western part of Europe. I think it does include some of the German people, but I think it also includes some from even Spain and some of the other areas north of there. But Tagarma, for sure, I think is the area of Turkey. And then it says this in all of its hordes. Here's one of my concerns. As evil as I see Putin is, and as horrible as he's treating the, the Ukrainian people, I don't know that I trust the leader of the Ukraine anymore. This man was a gangster. This man is known for laundering money. And on both sides, I see the toll of soldiers of human life. There's a total disregard for human life. And, and I know they've done a great job of trying to sell this war to the United States. But the Bible says that they both, because it says Russia and its hordes, I think this will be among the hordes that will come. For some reason, the world is going to turn everything against Israel. You see, it's not just the Jew, but it's the God of the Jew. And so that's why I think we need to be concerned. That's why I think we need to know what the Bible says. The Bible says this that they're going to come against unwalled villages. So I personally look at Russia today and I say, you know what? They're already in the neighborhood of Israel. They're on the border of, of Syria. They're on the border by, by Lebanon. They're active in the gas fields that were just discovered. But it says that they're going to come for something of great gain, something of, of special value. And I wonder, could it be the, the gas and the oil that Israel now has discovered in terms of its great gas fields and, and Russia is so set on selling that to the world? Or could it be the wealth that, that was never found of, of the temple and the gold of the temple? Or maybe it's the wealth of the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea wealth is incredible. There's plenty of motivation for Russia to come against Israel, and we're watching it take place. And then the thing that is so incredible is that it mentions Tagarma, or Turkey, as a principal player. It mentions Persia, or Iran, and those are two other nations that in the last 30 days have been in agreement with Putin and have come against Israel and want to solidify their place right on the Israeli border. Last time I was in Israel, just a few months ago, you could see Russian tanks, Russian soldiers, Russian weapons lined up on the border ready to invade Israel, I think, for the last days. But I don't think that real invasion is going to come until Israel has unwalled villages. Now, why is that so important to emphasize? Well, here's why. Because you see, right now, Israel doesn't have unwalled villages. There's one country in the world ready for, for war. It's Israel. But the Bible says in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, that when the Antichrist comes, he's going to deceive the world so thoroughly that even Israel's going to set down their weapons. And they're going to make it so that they're going to have an agreement. What could that agreement be? Well, here's what I think, and, and I'll be happy to hear what you might think about this, but, but I think among the things they're going to do is say, we'll settle the dispute on the Temple Mount right now in Israel. One of the biggest news stories is the fact that the Jews want to go back on the Temple Mount and be able to pray. They haven't been able to do that. There's actually a sign that says no Jew, no practicing Jew is allowed on the holy mount to pray because they can't be ceremonial cleansed. They need the ashes of the red heifer. They need a purification process. And so right now, Islam 
with its Dome of the Rock, Islam with its Alas Mosque, they're having a heyday there. And when I was there just a couple of months ago, here was a man, he was a Jewish man, he's a rabbi, and they wouldn't even let him up on the Temple Mount to pray. He could go by the edge of the East Gate to pray, but he couldn't go up on the Temple Mount. I believe the desire is so strong for the Jews to have this back and this new administration that's coming in with the Israel. That's what they want. Uh, ben Gur, he's promised that he's going to bring prayer back, Jewish prayer back to the Temple Mount. And so I think that this would be among the things that the Antichrist might say, you know what, we'll give you that. You set down your weapons. You let us be in charge. And we're going to give you back to Temple Mount to pray. I can see them having unwalled villages in the middle of this covenant, the seven-year covenant that Daniel speaks of, the Antichrist is going to break his promise. So that's why this is such a pivotal point, and that's why it's so important even at this time. You're listening to Dr. Robert Lindstedt, Russian invasion of Ukraine, and we all need to know more about that. 1-800-652-1144 or swrc.com to get a, and there's numbers of things, DVDs, books, things that our dear brother has put together, and I get excited. Uh, listening to those. Two things that you brought up I'd like to have you respond to in the few minutes that we have left. We are in the end times, and I know we're not date setters, but people have been saying for a hundred years it's the end times. Why is it so much so now, number one? And number two, where is this going to go with Russia and Ukraine? What's the end game? Here's why I think we're in the last days. Number one, we're seeing this prophecy concerning Russia in the supporting caste and the Bible names the supporting cast, so we're not left guessing who they are. And the names that the Bible gave us 2,700 years ago, that's coming true. Some of these people have never been friends until the last two decades. Now they are. That's got to be the end time. The other thing I like to say is that there's such a convergence. You see, we've seen famines at one time or another. We see wars. We see pestilence. We see a nation or two coming against Israel. But we can list 25, 35 different indicators that the Bible said would be for the tribulation time. And all those are converging. The convergence of all these things together, to me, says that we're at a pivotal time in world history. God is showing us, hey, this is the brink of my return to bring back the Christians to heaven with me and for the tribulation, the Antichrist to come into power. I kind of like to say it like this, you know, it compares it to the days of Noah. Here's Mrs. Noah. She says to Noah, she says, wow, did you see the giraffes walking through the yard? You know, and did you see the hippopotamus walking through? These are indicators. Someone should have said, wow, we don't see that all the time. But all these animals converging to get on the ark, what an indicator that judgment was coming. And so here's God, and he says, here's some of the indicators for these last days. We're watching them take place. And so that's why I think it's important for us. It's important for us as Christians to know that God has a plan, and his plan is right on schedule. To me, I'd say the world's out of control. But then I'd go back to God's Word and say, you know what? This is exactly what the Bible said would be in the last days. God has the world exactly where he needs us to be, because there are some today, some may be listening to our program, and they've never received Christ. What a moment for them to say, wow. The God of the Bible is right on target, and they come to Christ. They receive the solution that God has given us. The solution, it's not a political solution. It's not an economic solution. The world's looking for those things. No, the solution is a person, and it's the person of Jesus Christ. It's the one who came and 
and went to the cross and paid for my entire debt of sin. And he's available for anyone to receive him as a personal savior. That's how come I think it's such an important message for those of us that are believers. And then to those that don't know Christ and to those who, who are, are saying the, the world's out of control and they, they go from one political scheme to the next. They go from one savings program to another that maybe they're so despondent they've given up hope. No, we have a blessed hope. That hope is Jesus Christ. That's why I think these things are so critical for us to place them in a biblical perspective. Yeah, it's a frightening time. But when you know Christ, we can say it's right on time. It's exactly what God says. And so when I see a prediction in the Bible about Russia, wow, my heart is thrilled because I say, God knows. I remember when I went to Russia with Brother Noah Hutchings and Russia collapsed and I had people tell me, Okay, now what do you do with these Bible predictions concerning mm-hmm. Russia? Yes. I said, you know what? I'm shocked as you are that Russia would collapse. But here's what I think. I think that God's plan is so secure that before he does the final end-time event, we're going to see Russia come back to power. And now look, it collapsed in 1989, and now here it is back in power again. It might be a shell of what it was at one time, but it's back exactly as the Bible said. What a blessed hope we have as believers as we look at the end-time events and what the Bible has to say about Russia and the Ukraine. Was the Russian invasion of Ukraine foretold in Bible prophecy? The Russian Invasion of Ukraine in Bible Prophecy DVD from Rob Linstead answers this question and much more. According to Bible prophecy, Russia will amass a coalition to invade Israel in the end times. Find out who will be involved, when it will happen, and what it means for us today. This DVD contains over three and a half hours of Bible teaching from Rob Linstead. Order the Russian Invasion of Ukraine in Bible Prophecy DVD by calling 1-800-652-1144 or order online, swrc.com. Friends, do you ever feel forgotten? Staff Evangelist Josh Davis comes now to open God's Word to help us when we feel forgotten. How does it feel to be overlooked, left out, or forgotten? The mere mention of those terms may resurrect in you some deep hurts in your memory. You know, for some people, it feels like their life is plagued by being overlooked, left out, forgotten. Sometimes even it feels as if God has forgotten us. We don't see His promises being fulfilled in our lives, so we conclude, well, God must be busy. He's focusing on everyone else. He's forgotten me. Friend, nothing can be further from the truth. God is not like some busy switchboard operator frantically trying to juggle between multiple calls at the same time. He doesn't get overwhelmed, ever. He's not too busy to know all about you. To be quite honest, to hold this kind of view is unbiblical. But it still leaves us with our question, how should I respond when I feel forgotten by God? We must choose to take our feelings to the Word of God and see what God has to say about it. One great verse that I want to point you to today that will help you when you feel this way is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26. Isaiah 40, 
26. Notice the truths from this scripture. It says, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who has created these things, that bringeth out their host by number? He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. This verse instructs us to change our gaze. One of the greatest temptations when feelings are hurt and when problems arise is to shift our focus off of God onto our problems. Too many Christians get stuck living their lives focused on their problems and not on the one who is greater than their problems. Friends, if this is you, let me encourage you to change your gaze. Do you remember when the disciples were in their ship on the Sea of Galilee one dark and stormy night? The Bible tells us there was a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. That comes from Mark chapter 4, verse 37. And where was Jesus during all of this? He was, as the very next verse tells us, in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. How do you think it made them feel when they're in a fight for their lives, literally, and Jesus is sleeping through it? Do you think perhaps they felt forgotten by God, forsaken by God? Based on what they say next, we don't have to guess how they felt. Master, carest thou not that we perish? Can we put that into today's language? Jesus, don't you care that we are about to die? Their focus shifted from God to the very literal storm that they were in. They allowed their feelings to dictate the choices that they made. Then their fears turned to anger at Jesus for what they perceived to be his complete lack of concern for them and their well-being. Jesus was not unconcerned. Please don't miss this truth. Nor was he simply too exhausted to help. He was demonstrating for his followers and for us what it looks like to focus on God amid the storms. Jesus was at total and complete peace. He was resting in the arms of God the Father, even while this life-threatening storm was swirling around him. He was modeling for his disciples and for us how a Godward gaze can bring calm, even in the worst of circumstances. He then took it a step further as he reminded his frightened followers that nothing is ever out of his control. Without saying a word to the disciples' request, Jesus just simply arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Mark chapter 4, verse 39 tells us. Then Jesus challenged them to consider their focus in the very next verse. Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? So as we get back to Isaiah 40, verse 26, it tells us to lift up our eyes on high and behold who has created these things. Remember, we've got to fix our gaze upon God. When the strong storms of life are threatening to shift your focus, consciously, proactively, look up to God. When you feel forgotten by God, remember that He is right with you in your storm. In Isaiah 40, 26, the instruction is very literal. 
And when we feel forgotten, we are called to literally look up into the night sky, contemplate the stars. That's the essence of this passage in this verse. That seems to be very strange instruction from the Bible, doesn't it? Lift up your eyes and look to the stars. What's this talking about? There's a great purpose in considering the stars. First, we are told to remember who created them. And secondly, we're told to remember that the Creator knows the number of every star. Science doesn't even know exactly how many stars there are, but at their very best estimate, get this number. It's somewhere around 200 billion trillion. You know, that sounds to me like a number that a young child would make up, 200 billion trillion. But I assure you, it's not made up. It's a two followed by 23 zeros. Get a pen and paper sometime and write a two and then write out 23 zeros after that and you will see what 200 billion trillion looks like. So let's break it down. If my math is correct, that means that each of us nearly 8 billion people on planet Earth could own 250 trillion stars apiece. Man, we are rich. You have 250 trillion stars. I've got 250 trillion stars. And every one of the other nearly 8 billion people on planet Earth owns 250 trillion stars. That shows you how many stars there are. And that is just totally mind-blowing to me to consider. But Isaiah 40, 26 goes on. God just doesn't know the exact number of all the stars. He has a specific name for every single star. And he doesn't get confused with their names like some of us are prone to do with each other. The very last phrase of this verse tells us not one faileth. The language here simply means that not one of them is missing. God doesn't have to send out an angelic search party for a star that's gone missing somewhere. He always knows exactly where they are. And he always knows exactly where you are and exactly what you are feeling and exactly what you are facing. And when you feel like God has forgotten you, turn your gaze Godward. Remember his promises to you will never be broken. You are never outside of his loving care. You may not be able to sense his presence, but he is still there. You may be like the disciples amid the storm, and you can't understand what God's doing in your life right now, but he is showing you a better way as he reminds you that he is still in control. If you're prone to feeling like God has forgotten you, I would strongly encourage you, memorize Isaiah 40, verse 26, and allow the Holy Spirit to transform you through God's powerful word. Was the Russian invasion of Ukraine foretold in Bible prophecy? The Russian invasion of Ukraine in Bible prophecy DVD from Rob Linstead answers this question and much more. This DVD contains over three and a half hours of Bible teaching from Rob Linstead. Order the Russian Invasion of Ukraine in Bible Prophecy DVD by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order this outstanding DVD online, swrc.com. 
Tomorrow, Rob Lindstead continues his update on the conflict between Ukraine and Russia and how it relates to Bible prophecy. Don't miss a moment of Watchmen on the Wall. Download our SWRC mobile app or subscribe to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Please visit swrc.com.